listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can just email the Absolute Radio website. Mm. You know. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Morning, Peter. Morning, everyone. Oh, stop that <laughs> immediately. Oh, it takes me back to my, uh, to my childhood. So, um, um, here we are. I had... Uh, I'll tell you what I did this week. Yeah. Um, I, I think... Let me see if I can find the uh, significant um, jingle. Okay. Might not be able to, but it... Friend of the show. Oh yeah. I had a bit of a friend of the show experience because Did I was um, I was presenting an award, which is always um, it's nice yeah. really. <laughs> it's second best to winning an award, but it's above mm. being nominated for award right. and not winning one. Oh, that's uh-huh. awful. Because you don't have the bitterness and despair of, of not winning it. I think I would probably like it best out of all. There's no gamble, is there? It's just. Fun. And it shows that you've achieved a certain status, but you're yeah. being asked anyway. Well, yeah. my argument about... Um, I spoke a bit about... Because I was presenting the Outstanding Achievement Award. Right. And my whole the whole thrust of my speech, or at least the initial You should say what these awards are. Oh, sorry, they're called the South Bank Show Awards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, at, they were at the Dorchester Hotel in nice. Park Lane, London. Nice. In case they were I thinking of the Caesar Dog Food Awards or something. I got into a car and said... Uh, the Dorchester, please, which is great. Oh, my God, you and me for a day. Yes. <laughs> it was lovely. And um, <laughs> I... Uh, so, yeah, so sort of my main point was that the Outstanding Achievement Award is the best award. Mm-hmm. There's no point beating around the bush. This is, if mm. the other ones... yeah, If they were Outstanding Achievements, they would have the word Outstanding in them. Yeah. Um but I did point out that I felt being asked to present the Outstanding Achievement Award is so prestigious, it, it's better than winning one of the other awards. <laughs> exactly, and if that helps you get through the night, brilliant. I think it's true, it's, so, it's such a big How award. How do the other winners feel about that, do you think? Well, ironically, my brother-in-law was one of the other winners. Really? But I think, you know, it's good. it's good to win, but you feel, you know, you can always be a bit of a flash in the pan and win an award, but not with an outstanding achievement. What, well, no. are you? It's the difference between, like, you know, beating a, a Premier League team in the FA Cup and a- then actually winning the league, you know. It's all about consistency. Yeah. The uh, the OA, as I call it. Okay. Oh, you meant your brother-in-law. I thought you meant Terry for a minute. <laughs> no, that's my brother. Yeah, I know. He didn't get anything this year. <laughs> But um, yeah, so it was it was nice to do it, and um, and and the outstanding achievement award went to Tracy Emming, oh. who is of course a friend, friend of, the show. of the show. She is. It was great. It's like sort of presenting Nugget with um, <laughs> with something. In case you don't know, by the way, if you're, that Nugget is someone who texts into us a lot. Yeah. Um, maybe if he wins a comedy <laughs> award, if there's a text, if there's a texting in category one year. Uh-huh. Nugget would be up there, I would have yeah, thought. Yeah, but it could be. We could find out Nugget could be a pseudonym for someone. Yeah. It could be Seinfeld. It c- could be Tracy Emmy. <laughs> yeah. Like when he, Ronnie Barker sent his own sketches in under a different name. It could be that, couldn't it? could be... Yeah. Uh, yes, he did, didn't he? What was the yeah. name? I can't remember. Was it Reginald I something? don't know, but you know what? Beautifully... Be. Sandy War will know. Well, Nugget <laughs> will know as well. So we've come full circle. Someone I think um, it's Reginald something. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway... So it was it was a fabulous event with all sorts of um, it's one of those because it was the arts there's oh. all sorts of people there like Who was Ken that? Loach got up oh lovely 
Can you imagine Love that? Love Ken Loach. Was um, it in London's Glittering London? Yeah. It wasn't the Dorchester in Oldham. Oh, hi. <laughs> Although I did want to go to a gig at uh, Caesar's Palace, Luton. Did you? <laughs> so, uh, you can't... Yeah, so it, w- it was um, very fine. And and, uh, and Tracy got up and, and spoke about the radio show and texted in. So, oh, it was lovely. And nice. all, the, all the artistic people were having a nice time. And the goodie bag I really enjoyed. Really? Yeah, it was... Um, it was a sketch pad and some rather high-quality uh, drawing equipment. Nice. Oh. Hey, that makes a nice change, doesn't it, from... Uh, you can give those to our Kath, because well, she I likes think... a bit of a drawing. No, I'm thinking now, on the strength of this, I'm going to start drawing stuff. I'm surprised Am you I haven't already, because uh, one of the first long conversations we had was about how many pencils you'd bought from a pound shop. <laughs> yeah, but they're very... they're, they're HB. <laughs> and they're, they're, you know, they're good for, for a scribbling, but Not there's, there's a limit to, the, you know, the shading in and that you can do with right. an HB. It's a big job. Uh-huh. But these ones, there's actually some of those, sti- those sticks of charcoal that used to have oh, at school. Oh, wow. I'd say I'm on the verge of something. I might bring, start, bring it in and start sketching scenes from the show. Yeah. <laughs> As, uh, I mean, we've got a webcam, it could be considered regressive. But, yeah. What sort of scenes from the show? No, it's sort of, a, you know, illustrations from my book, that Frank Skinner, The Radio Years. <laughs> no, I think that would be all right. You know, Year of the King, Anthony Cher, when he, he yes. illustrates it with his own drawings. Yes. Anyway, music. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm really Ooh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't I, be sorry. I have to interrupt tales of your awards ceremony um, because we have some news in from a doctor. And oh, God. I- <laughs> you think he'd have contacted me direct. <laughs> yeah. Not just sent it, send the results into the show. Well, it's the new <laughs> NHS that's trying to save money. Um, Is this Frank Harry? for the NHS? I mean, come on. This is the new NHS indirect, <laughs> in which they send your results to friends and people who know you who can then tell you. This is an interesting story. This is from Harry. He says, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, yesterday evening... <laughs> a doctor called Harry. Hold on a minute. This is Harry Hill, isn't it? <laughs> yesterday evening, I did Ooh, something... Mr Harry. <laughs> ...of which I am most proud. Oh, OK. I'll watch telly. No. Whilst waiting for the tube, a fellow passenger fell unconscious onto the track and was unresponsive. I was shocked by the inaction of other passengers and so jumped onto the track and lifted her out. Wow. She was pretty injured. I won't go into it. She was pretty, comma, injured. injured. I won't go into it on what he Because let's face it, you wouldn't take that kind of risk for an ugly person (laughs) if they jumped on. He says, I won't go into it on Breakfast TV. I'm hoping that's a joke because we reference readers and watching. Or maybe he sent it into Lorraine as well, but I don't know. Yeah, mate, I imagine it's done the rounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had to administer some basic first aid on the platform. Oh, look, this is a man, isn't he, covering himself for a further, <laughs> further uh, court case? <laughs> Uttering the horribly archaic line, I am a doctor, okay, like I was yeah. Tom Baker or something. She was fine in the end, and the ambulance staff took her to hospital to be checked over. My predicament is thus. Despite this being one of the best things I've ever done, nobody I knew was around to see it. I told my girlfriend and got a hero's reception from her. She played various heroes-based songs to me. Oh, lovely. David Bowie included. Holding out for a hero. But other than that... Look for the hero inside yourself. Nobody knows. In fact, I think it's better this way, and that the anonymous good deed is perhaps the one with the greatest merit and nobility. Agreed? However, a nameless mention on Absolute would make me feel like Perseus. Kind regards, 275. Okay. Um, well, 
that is obviously... What do you think, Frank? I think it's a brilliant thing to do, Yeah, clearly. I do think, um, as it says in the New Testament, that with all good doing things, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Keep, do them secretly. That's <laughs> what and it then says in the New reward. Testament. Yeah, that's where that's from. Is it really? Yeah. I thought it said that there'll be great pestilence or something. Oh. It also maybe oh. says that as well. OK. This is a different bit. OK. So it's but, like the um, modern version of it. Is have there... you seen there is, there is a, available on, um, on the internet, uh-huh. there is a, a compilation of everyday heroics, of people doing things is exactly there? like that, of people collapsing onto um, tracks oh. and people jumping on and rescuing them, with sort of moving music played over it. It's rather fabulous. Oh, that sounds good. So okay. that we c- maybe he could add himself to that yeah. with a bit of uh, editing. <laughs> Just put himself on the end, like slightly different colour. Oh, there's no film of it. There will be film of it, of course. They film everything. CCTV. What he needs to do is get in touch with the uh, the um, London um, travel people. He could do it next week when they're on strike. It could be an easy. Yeah, they'll they'll probably let him go in on a quiet day and and, and sift through the CCTV. (laughs) Yeah, and then that's going to be a lovely thing he'll have forever. I think if you save someone's life, the, the best, you know, at least they can do is let you. Get a bit of uh, I love, footage, and yeah. I love a grainy screen grab in a frame. Mm. Yeah, I'd want to. I'd, I'd certainly want the person I'd save to know that I'd save them. I would because you want an Androcles and the Lion type <laughs> setup. That if ever you were being <laughs> say attacked by um, hooded youths, mm-hmm. and uh, this this woman was the you know one of the their girlfriends, that she'd say no, no, stop! This man wants to save my life. That's yeah. basically why I'd be doing it as sort of uh, <laughs> urban insurance. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Cocker was just saying, wouldn't it be good if, um, having read out the story about the heroic doctor, everyone could send in their um, fabulous heroic things that they've done in their lives? And yeah. a version of that has happened. Fabulous. Uh, my mate got run over outside his local by a getaway driver from a bank robbery. He was only nipping home for his tea, my mate, not the robber. Anyway, it was caught on the pub CCTV and the landlady gave private viewings in the back room to the rest of the regulars (laughs) while my mate recovered in hospital. (laughs) See? It's a version of it, isn't it? Yeah. I I love that woman. (laughs) Yeah, but what was the nature of the event? Was it a celebration of the fact that he accidentally got knocked over by a bank robber? Yes. Well, one would imagine so. I like... um, Local stuff's always more exciting on the telly than... Stuff. Yeah. You always want to see the shop, you know, the shop from around the corner on oh, the telly. Oh, so rather, exciting. Rather but it's your manner, the, uh, Frank. Your manner on the news, there's yeah, nothing but better. You know, but you should, surely you should want to see places that far away that you'll never see in the flesh. Oh, no. It's like in the newspaper, isn't it? Surely world news is the bit that most people skip, don't I they? never bother with No, but it's like news. when you get more excited when I'm oh, on the small. It's depressing, isn't it, world yeah. news? Yeah. You like things like that. No, it's true. No, world news is the worst news yeah. of all. <laughs> they don't put the funny <laughs> stories in from the world, know, But there's, there's always been a coup in Angola. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. We sort of know that, you know, in our heart of hearts. So um, I don't know what we're supposed to do about it. Is that the last bit you go to on the website when you're reading Daily Mail? I never go to World News at all. Don't you? What has the world got to do with me? (laughs) Is this... No, they're texting. texting, (laughs) Uh, Gerald Wiley, by the way. Gerald Wiley, of course. That was Ronnie Barker's um, pseudonym. Ah. It should have been pseudonym. Can I just oh, say, this is a, a wonderful one. countdown moment between you two. <laughs> Alan actually shook a pen whilst he said it. He went Gerald Wiley and shook a pen whilst he told <laughs> you it was Gerald Wiley. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> the Guardian. Um, 
Anyway, anyway what so, else? Yeah, that's my, it was my birthday on uh, Tuesday. Oh, thank heavens I remembered. Did you text him? I did. So did I. It what? was, you know what, it was really good. You know, I'm sort of, I don't do uh, presents anymore. Yeah. Um, Even for your birthday? I thought yeah. that was Christmas. No, but it was for my birthday as well because... Uh, really? Well, well my, K- Kath, um, for new listeners, that is my partner. She, um, she used to make such a fuss about presents. She's very thoughtful. Yeah, mm. but she used to spend a lot of money and, and get really stressed out about it and basically complain to me about that stress and mm. cost. Mm-hmm. And in the end, there was no pleasure in it. Mm. Even though she bought brilliant presents, I felt like I'd been beaten up at the end of the unwrapping. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, even this year, she suddenly sprung a, um, a piece of original manga art on me, oh. which I didn't much care for. Oh. And uh, I, I accidentally mentioned that, and uh, that went very badly. The what? problem is, if what you are go- you saying? Is, is you're going to give someone or you're receiving of presents? Do you if think? you're going to give someone a risky present, don't leave the price on because if there's any oh. doubt about the present, they'll look at the price and think, "Well, you could have got." No, yeah, you will do that. I could have had vouchers to this value. But I felt I felt bad about it after, obviously. <laughs> but now, but now that's passed, and now I feel all right about it again. <laughs> I think it's just a matter of keeping your nerve. Is it a bit like Robert Mugabe feels bad about things? Briefly, <laughs> do you think Robert Mugabe does feel bad about things? <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask him. I'm seeing him next. Do you week. think last thing at night he lies down, <laughs> and just be- just before he reaches out for the bedside lamp, he thinks to himself. Oh, so I'm so tempted to do the voice. <laughs> no, I know you are. <laughs> I, I don't know. Can you do the voice? No, because I, I like right. doing this show. Yeah, don't. Uh, no, I think it's all right. Anything, anything to no, himself. No, don't do the voice. An easy maybe. fix for this. Oh, no. Maybe. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. It's all right. Do the voice. Do it's not again. The Barnsley Park. I can't do him as Ian McMillan. <laughs> Go do on. him as something you can else. Do that Robert McGarvey in bed saying, although I've actually executed uh, <laughs> several people today, <laughs> you know, if you're going to make an omelette, Good night, Elizabeth. And then he puts the, uh, he puts the fact... It's Elizabeth Mugabe, is it, the wife? Is it? I don't know. I don't read the world news. Oh, no, I think... <laughs> no, she writes a column in The Lady, <laughs> which I regularly read. Soon to be Emily Mugabe, fingers crossed. Oh. <laughs> Do you think so? Well, he's, put it this way, he's second on the list next to Kim Jong. Would he have more than... Does, he's not a more than man, what, more than one wife man, is he? I don't, I don't think he's text- particularly rule-bound when it comes to things <laughs> like that. Not a good text in. This, this is nice. Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. No, it was, I, I, it's a difficult thing, because I, I was more upset that, that, that Kath had spent 60 quid. I didn't want her to spend 60 quid on me. That was the truth of it. And also, I think if you buy... I think she was pressured into it. I think the people she was with that day said, oh, Frank will love that. He'll mm. love it, so she bought it. And I don't like her bending to social pressure. And also, Frank will love oh, that. It's, it's so usually easy to right. buy a gift for, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? The people kept saying to me, oh, have you seen that Donnie Darko? You'll love it. <laughs> you'll oh, my God, I hated it. that film. You'll love it. And so many people said, you'll love it. I went and saw Donnie Darko, and I, and I came out. Not only did I not like the film, I was genuinely insulted. Mm. <laughs> Who was I, Frank? What was that? All people in rabbit outfits with all arty haircuts? Well, I thought Awful. you'd like it with your rabbit ears. <laughs> hey, what about we that? Might want to explain what this chat's about to some of the readers that don't Emily's know. got one of those uh, rabbit ear phone uh, protector yeah. things that if you drop them, they, the phone can't break because it's got rabbit ears. And you mm-hmm. said... You ever dropped a rabbit? You said <laughs> you, ever dropped you a didn't rabbit? believe you me. That can't, that can't be her because it's got ears. You said you didn't believe me and thought I was lying. 
And I told you that I'd raised it with my therapist. I didn't, yes, I didn't quite say that. I think what I actually said was, it, this, in all saying, the conversations eight... we've had, this is the first time when I've genuinely felt that you were lying to me. And now I'm going to have to spend another eight minutes discussing this with my therapist. <laughs> no, because the point of that, it's like when you get one person in the audience not laughing. What you have to concentrate is all the people who, who are laughing. Mm. There's always one person who doesn't laugh at you all night. And just forget them. And, and that, was it always you? The point I was making was that I believe everything you tell me. Okay. Apart from that rabbit ears thing. <laughs> no, you said it again. Oh, sorry. Did I tell you I was walking in this morning? I walked in um, across the uh, London centre. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's dark when I walked in. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting time of the day. It was like it would be about uh, half six, quarter seven. Mm-hmm. Very gypsy tramps and thieves. Well, it's that time of the day oh, I was where... I propositioned uh, by a lady of the night when I came in at one point. I think I discussed well, that. Were you this. really? I remember, yeah. No, I didn't get anything like that. <laughs> Oh, no, Not sorry. on my back. Have I ruined your story? <laughs> no, no, no. I um, I tell you what I did see. I saw a, a big man with a pointy pointing an umbrella into a casino door. Um, into 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 the casino. Mm. It was David Lynch directing and shouting, "You are a sinner! You are a sinner!" <laughs> at the man who was on the front desk. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that, and. Um, <laughs> And it's that it's a fabulous time when last night hasn't yet become mm-hmm. today. So there's some people from last night who was quite scary and drunk and menacing. Yes. And then there's people from today in high vis jackets, like brushing things. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and tourists who are still on the jet lag thing. And it's all mixed up together. It's very, uh, very lovely. You are a sinner. You are a sinner. He kept saying. <laughs> I think it was Ian McMillan. <laughs> By the way, can I ask you this? Yes. What's the month that begins today? February. 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 Yeah. Oh, but I've got a funny way of saying it. No, I've worked out. Let's all say it. February. February. February, right? We all say it. Should should it not be February? Yeah. What happened there? (laughs) <laughs> what happened there, then? It should, it should I think. I, think. I heard an American say it this morning, and he said, uh, uh, February 1st. Yeah. yeah but in thought... the, for the same reason it's not Leicester Square. There no, are... but that really... No, it that is, are... Leicester Square. That are... It should be Leicester Square. <laughs> it feels like that. I should have been saying that are for years. Dictionary I might have to, I might have to walk around going... <laughs> to replace all the R's that I have to say every time I say February. I'm going to... From now on, it's February for me. We've got a hero. I'll tell you in a minute. You've got a hero? A hero's texted in. OK, oh, well, let's, really? uh, I'm, I'm holding out for that. Okay. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, I, what happened on my birthday. I got quite a lot of um, presents started arriving that I wasn't expecting. Oh, This is they? the joy of uh, Amazon. Oh, yeah. Mm. I had some uh, books arrive Lovely. completely out the blue. Fab. I had uh, two books on Pope Francis, for example. Me too. That's what I'm hoping <laughs> I'm going to get. Mm, I think it wouldn't do you any harm to have two <laughs> books on Pope Francis. What, you are a sinner pointing your umbrella. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what one of them's called. It's a pop-up book. When you open a big umbrella, comes out and points in your face. And is Pope Francis one of your favourite ones? Is he one of the, uh, So far, he's doing a great job. Right. Is he the... He's the current he's the one. incumbent, he's, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's right. the... You don't oh. know who the current Pope is? Well, I saw him on the telly last week. I can recognise him from photographs, but it's I just... not the bad no, Pope. Not, he's, not, he's, not, he's retired now. Not, I mean, you should know who the current Pope is. 
It's in no. the world yes. news, but it, be, isn't it? it being you know, 1952 and all. I know Richard Dawkins is. Come on, why don't you, why don't you give me a, a bit of give and take? Anyway, anyway. so I had, I had lots of. I, what I've ended up, I, I, I sort of decided, to be honest, about. I suppose about 12 months ago, that I wasn't going to um, be fussed with uh, books made mm. from paper yeah. anymore. I was just going to uh, kindle it. Mm. Kindle it? Yeah. All right. because I thought, I thought, you're just going to read children's books like the big cardboard ones. No, I'm working on papyrus. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so... Um, I'm uh, I, so I thought that was it because yeah. you know they're, they're, a Kindle it takes up so so much less room. Oh, they're portable, all right. Than, than books, you can't argue with that. No. Mm-hmm. But then people have started buying me real books, and well, uh, I was one of them. Yeah, you were one. Yes. And, and, and Kath bought me uh, bought me a real book, and I've had a few real books arrive, and I have to say, mm. I'm loving it. Having had some time off, for it, just a oh. feel of it. Oh. I forgot. I completely forgot. That I used to uh, put stuff in the margin, mark it, and write stuff in the margin. Do oh. you? Yeah, that's the must try harder. The, uh... <laughs> Robert Harris must try harder. Exactly. Yes. Not happy with this. <laughs> that is the habit of the uh, of the academic. Yes, it's not do something use... I do, but it's an academic trait. Do you use a pop up pencil for this, these purposes? Sometimes I use a pop up pencil. Yes, I can see you with that. I would only ever use pencil. I wouldn't put ink on a book. Oh, it's vandalism. Good. Vandalism. Good. I saw someone once with a sharpie on oh the on goodness. the tube. A pat. A Hang pat. On, was it an autograph? It out was that it an autograph writer? And 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 wrote something horrible on their face with it would have been a fair thing. To, anyway, uh, can I say uh, by the way that of all the marginalia and marks I've made in books, I don't recall ever going back and consulting anything I've ever marked ever mm. in the history of my reading. But you know, at the time, you feel you're doing something good. But um, I've also found myself pressing a few words to try and get the definition. Oh, yeah. Oh, which yeah. is what you can do on Kindle. But it's, I, I'm loving it. It's really brilliant to be back in the, uh, in the book market. But this brings us to a, a fabulous um, email that we had. But first of all, music. This is Frank Skinner. Did you rekindle your love of real books? That's very fine. Guess Ian Angel. Oh, Ian oh. Angel, another, uh, he's another. He's a regular. bit of a nugget. He's good. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the nominees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we do best best texter. <laughs> uh, we we did have an email about the uh, the the books conversation. Uh, hello, Mister Radio Sir Cockrell and DME, darling, Divine Miss Emily. Yes. Um, a while ago, you were talking about Nancy Delolio posing for Playboy, and the discussion swayed were towards. We? I don't remember yeah. that either. Yeah. The discussion swayed towards the books of people's sh- bookshelves, and how they are a good judge of their character. Well, I'm fascinated. If I go to someone's house, I always have to look at their bookshelf. Yes, I am fascinated. And there's often a rogue mm. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you like look. mine, Andrew Neil. Full disclosure. Mm-hmm. How did that end up there? Yeah, I think we've all got one of those. Um, yeah. One of those strange ones. They're usually gifts, though, aren't they? Yeah. Often. But it's a good way of reading someone's head, I think, their bookcase. Well, let's see. Uh, well, I have three of Frank's books. I think that means all books three. you've written, yeah. not, yes. not of yours. Oh, me too. I have all Your three. Your ownership. Oh, OK. Uh, of Mice and Men uh, by John Steinbeck. Oh, st- I didn't mean to kill it, <laughs> George. <laughs> 
I didn't mean to Just FYI, George. Frank's going to attempt to sum up each classic with okay. a sentence. A now, Star we've Wars all, we've encyclopedia. All, we've all had a fantasy, haven't we, about having a big, powerful, but very stupid friend who, who you know, who, who deals, got that. deals with <laughs> difficult stuff. I think Nick Clegg writes the foreword. <laughs> Star Wars, that's good. Star Wars encyclopedia. encyclopedia. Yeah, that shows that he has a sense of, um, you know, the, of, of, of a northernness. Mm -hmm. That shows he might kill again. Four guitar guides. Oh, that's bad. A self-help oh, anxiety it? book. That's good. That, that's, I like, no, um, I love that. Yeah, okay. yeah I like that. The it Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm frightened about it. I'm frightened if I say anything else about this now, I'll be killed outside <laughs> the studio in two weeks' time. Well, hang on. Lord of the Rings trilogy, and finally... Yeah, Lord of the Rings trilogy. I, I don't know if I've said... I, I saw that, I was very tempted, I saw the, um, I went and saw the Hobbit film and I thought, in mm -hmm. the Lord of the Rings trilogy, quite, uh, it's 1300 pages. Yeah. Is it? And when you get to my age, you do trolls. find yourself thinking, I, I don't know if I'm going to get through. <laughs> I don't know if there's time. Do you know what, Frank, when you get into uh, our time of life, I'm saying on, oh, which is very kind of you. Wow. Very, very inclusive. You've very got to read slim volume. I don't want to read about goblins, I haven't got time. Yeah. Well, well, I just, I can't take on 1,300 pages. It's, you know, it's optimism gone crazy. You've yeah. done this all the wrong way around. You should have done Lord of the Rings when you were a younger man and then The Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner. That's a slim... Is it you that's read that? No. No, all right, forget it. Alan's gone mad. <laughs> Alan mad, that's what I'm calling I love him. that book. How lovely to be able to browse someone's bookcase, sort of, um, on, in audio. Mm. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Why don't you text the show on 8 12 15? That'd be good, actually. We haven't had that many. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the Absolute Radio website direct. You know, we have Adam. I feel a, a bit like you're a. Uh... It sounds, it sounds a bit sort of plaintive when you go. We haven't had that many, but we've, we've had some. Yeah, well, but that's like... the default setting on his hard drive. No, but I do. You know, I like to get some text because it's you know it suggests there are people listening. Well, Sandy says, "So glad you're back into reading actual books, Frank. I work for the printers in Bungay, and you're keeping us working." Smiley face. I wonder, I wonder if there's a if there's a theme developing uh, because nine six seven has texted for non-fiction you can't beat a paper book with a proper index brackets I'm a trainee book indexer. Mm. How lovely that the people from the book industry have suddenly yeah hey hey let me firm I feel we've binded. Oh, very good. Thank you so much. Very good. Uh, I was uh, I was in the middle of um, of reading an email about books, wasn't I? Oh yeah. Um, well, I have all three of Frank's books: "Of Mice and Men" by John Steinbeck, a Star Wars oh, encyclopedia, four yeah. guitar guides, a yeah. self-help so, anxiety called, book. Yeah, this is this chap's bookshelf. The Lord of the Rings trilogy, and finally a book Can titled I say, "The Lord of the Rings" is not a trilogy. As oh. such, is it? Oh, is it not? Isn't it one single volume that comes out in that's in three parts? Oh, I don't know. I don't think it's officially a trilogy. Wasn't it written as what? It didn't come out in instalments, did it? I think it's called the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think though. it's called that erroneously. Oh, but someone will know. There's another but text. I, in. Don't, I don't think you can split a book into. I think next week anyway. on Radio Four. Okay, sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> as you were. Carry on. And finally. A book titled The Serial Killers, A Study in the Psychology of Violence. That's I a pop-up. That's a pop-up. I've got that. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<coughs> These are found among the traditional selection of dictionaries and thesauri. I also have an abundance of various comic books, so armed with this knowledge, how would the team judge me by my bookshelf? Well... What do you think, Frank? I, I mean, I like the sound of him because he's got... Um, there's, a, there's a good sci-fi comic book... Um, yeah. Fantasy element. He's a man who can, you know, can cope with a dragon or an alien. Can we just say that's Jason at nineteen from Somerset? I think that's impressive that's for nineteen. Good. But obviously, you do slightly fret at the uh, the serial killers book. Although serial killers are, you know, a fascinating topic, I do worry about someone who actually purchases a book on it. Mm. Mm. And some people think, I think again erroneously, that people who read sci-fi are are, are desolate, lonely outsiders. And if you combine that with the serial killer book, um, mm. you know, you, 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 then you, then you're getting fretful and the anxiety. But yeah, I think Jason sounds like he sounds. He's a powder keg. That's what Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, Frank, I describe him as a thoughtful introvert. With yes, a this sounds like one of the na- this is one of the neighbours speaking after the crime. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice bloke, you know. He had uh, he, I heard him playing guitar and stuff. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, I thought he sounded like a weirdo, to be honest. And then, I read, <laughs> and then can I say, Jason? Uh, we, this is, you know, obviously we're talking in the abstract here. We're yeah. not. No, I did. Like- I did think that until I read the PS, and it says, "Alan, you're an absolute legend." And I think now he's he's got he's probably the most sane person I've ever heard about. Oh, I've gone off him, you see now. Yeah. Absolute legend is a channel I'm trying to convince him to put on. <laughs> that would be just I'd, me I'd, and Righty. That would <laughs> be brilliant. <laughs> You, you, Righty, Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. And John Legend. Yeah. <laughs> As the uh, continuity announcer replacing Matt Berry. Can I say, having said that, I'm not really sure who John Legend is. I just know no, the name. He's a singer. Yeah, I know the name, but, you know, there's so many people who I know the name of and they could be anything. Yeah. They could be jet yeah. pilots. Yes, I know what you mean. Hey, I'll tell you what we haven't discussed. Hey! The best, the best thing that happened all week... Frank. How do you know about that? Yeah, I can't discuss that. <laughs> Frank and Adrian Childs on Who oh Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I've never laughed so much in my life. <laughs> really? Were they I funny? I absolutely the loved it. <laughs> like, it was the best thing ever. Did, they have to did immediately you not watch go it? For I, friends. I, I didn't watch it. So I well, know, I did. I know how it ends. Millionaire. Yeah. I call it. Frank, do you call it millionaire? That's a bit pensioners because there's too many words to say who wants to be a millionaire. Well, I always think when I watch Millionaire the same thing. And even when I did it, when we sat in the studio, I thought, I cannot believe that the theme music to this is not Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> how could it not be the theme music to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. It make any sense? It was very interesting because, Frank, I would say you and Adrian, it was like an Aesop's fable about a pes- the pessimist and the optimist. Mm. Oh, really? You were saying, Frank was going, come on! He went all Stuart Pearce. I loved it, actually. Adrian was going, it's terrible, terrible, no, I'm not going to be there. He was, very, he was depressed, wasn't he? Throughout much of the show, I thought. Well, we are. We are yin and yang. You That's are. Oh, really? how we work. Frank was so optimistic. He said at one point, I can't believe he said this, Daisy would have died, he said... No, we don't want to phone a friend yet. Let's save that for when we get to a million. <laughs> oh, my God. You have, right, to, be- you have to believe. You can't yeah. say that. If you build so it, he will come. Did Let's he come? That. No, he didn't come this okay. week. <laughs> Frank Busy, apparently. very proud of his knowledge as well. When it got to something you like... You surprise me. One of the questions was the invention <laughs> of the telescope. Frank went, yes, I believe that's... Uh, oh, and then dear, you said did I mention Anton von Leeuwenhoek? Three times. Did you? <laughs> three times. I'm not even sure if he is the inventor of the telescope. You said it three times and you said Chris afterwards. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> Chris, I like that. That's like when they say les on Family Fortunes. <laughs> They're told to say les. 
so they say. So what do you do for a living? I'm, uh, I, I work at a, a plumber's, Les. <laughs> They're told to keep saying Les so people know who he is. You said Chris when you got there were two aren't you? And you went, yeah, Chris, I think I know. You said Chris, so I, I was listening oh, out for Chris. Dear, but can I say, you and Adrian are very good, and you did pretty well. Can we say what you want? I think we can. It's TX now. Yes, go on. I can't remember. No, neither can I. <laughs> good night. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Not just your millionaire. What about Andrew Murray? Oh, he's my millionaire. <laughs> what have you got on camp? <laughs> I just said you had to say that in a camp voice. Okay. In some way. Andrew Murray. Do you I think th- that's what Kim Sears calls him, my millionaire. <laughs> I'm seeing my millionaire tonight. <laughs> Why has she gone all camp? I think she's um, got camp, Kim Sears. Do you know Kim Sears? No, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> I think Andrew Murray, Andrew, Andrew, I think that's what his uh, old mum Murray calls him when she's angry with him, don't you? Yeah, I bet she does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew. Um, well, he got a bit into trouble this week. He did. A little bit of trouble. <laughs> Frank Spencer little, terms. A little bit, yeah. He he was on the naughty step. He bas- I mean, he's good at tennis, Andrew Murray. He is. But he that's, gets in trouble with the old interview stuff sometimes, doesn't he? Um, I think sometimes he can think come across badly. I don't think a controversial figure, to be no. honest. Well, what I'm saying is he's not a kind of quick extrovert with sound bites. That's not his way, really. But um, he was doing a Q&A on Twitter. This is what these celebrities do, Frank. You're going to have to get involved in this. You're going to have to get involved. No, no. You know, I do get those sort of offers. Would you come and do blah, blah, blah? And maybe you could talk about it on your Twitter feed. And what do you Mm -hmm. say? I'm so insulted. I don't need to reply. (laughs) The idea, the very idea that I've got such a thing. You're Mm going to have to get over that. It's cold in here, isn't it? Okay, I'll turn up the I like it. I can feel the... Well, anyway, feel the like, effects. I of don't the like cold. the area of your body you're touching. <laughs> no, it's um, um, it was his nipples. Anyway, they asked him some. Well, I, I just my jacket is open by about two and a half inches, and I realise it's. Don't my, have a look at mine. It's my nipples have um, gone up in the cold. Gone up. up. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. It, well, you know, um, put the heating on for goodness sake. <laughs> What's going to go next? This is the sort of chat we could have whilst playing a song, really. Sorry, I mean, who honestly. says on a commercial breakfast radio show, put the heating on, for God's sake? <laughs> well, yeah. It's Andy Capp's wife you're talking to. <laughs> so, what, Flory? <laughs> anyway, so these Twitter people, they asked him some questions. Hmm. And they asked, some of it he did quite well. They said, did you think you'd win Sports Personality of the Year? And he said, I never thought I'd win anything with the word personality in it. Did he say yeah, that? Yeah, which oh, I thought was rather he's, fine. Uh, that's very it's funny. Good. Yeah. yeah. He's well, what would it take for you to shave Honestly. your head again? He said a razor. He's got a team of writers there, hasn't he? <laughs> I don't think so. But he's got a team of writers. Then it got a bit tricky. He got asked a couple more questions. Did you eat grass to ensure you won Wimbledon? He replied, no, I smoked it. They asked mm. him if he was going to marry Kim, who he'd been engaged to for eight years, and he said, uh, he said, yes, we're getting married after next Wimbledon. Yeah. It turned out he was joking. I think it's brilliant. I think the writers must have nipped out to laugh at that joke. <laughs> you wouldn't think. To... You wouldn't think. Would you? What about this one? Mm. Um, are you going to marry Kim? Yes, we get married after the next Wimbledon. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Can't wait to get that one out. Just. Um, I know you do lose a bit in the in yeah. in, in Twitter I, I and text. But I mean, if you imagine him saying. Yeah, we're going to uh, <laughs> come and I'm going to get married after the next Wimbledon. Suddenly, it's funny. <laughs> but you know, in the written, word, it's it's all with de- with um, with delivery with uh, Andy. I, just, I, I really like it. Why tell them? Yeah, I think it's great. I think 
the, it went viral there's, though. There's been a media perception that Andy Murray is uh, boring and a bit sort of doer, dour, and he's taken that. And he's joked about the he's thing you should it. never joke about. He's joked that he's getting married to the woman that he's refused to even discuss marrying. It's it's dangerous. He's like a shock jock. You're considering he's some Frankie Boyle character. Yeah, it's like Howard about, Stern or something. What about if he's not joking? I mean, what about if he has, if he did smoke grass? And then if if he's, <laughs> if it's exposed now, he can say, "Look, I owned up to this years ago. Yeah. Everybody oh, was yeah. fine with it." Well, because it went viral, he had to. Um, if he's ever smoked clay. <laughs> He had to then issue a statement saying, I don't smoke grass, I'm not getting married, and I don't want to kill Raphael Nadal. And to be fair, me neither. Well, the great thing about that is what I saw in the paper was the statement. I I I didn't know anything about (laughs) the Twitter thing. So I thought, oh, God, why suddenly bring those up? Yeah. (laughs) There must have been smouldering. (laughs) What I'd like to know is if if a tennis player gets married for the second time, is the service a bit a bit shorter and, and a bit <laughs> more, good. more circumspect? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So you know, Andy did this. Um, well, it wasn't really a wedding proposal, but he just said it was a prank. Wasn't it? it was a prank. He was a, prankster. a prankster. Yeah. But I don't get. I don't get what the gag was in saying we're going to get married. Guess what? I'm sure Kim didn't see the gag either. I think she would. Have been, I would have been absolutely furious if someone had done that to yeah. me. He's a joker. You would have thought he was a legend. His next gag is he's going to uh, get one of those fake pregnancy tests. That was in the paper last week. No, the positive ones. <laughs> I think she would have done, um, you know the female three levels of fine? It's like ascending, isn't it? What's that? In shrieking, fine. So you go, um, are, are you okay about that? I'm not saying, I'm fine! Oh, right. yeah, I think And then right. the second level, fine! Oh, right. I, I, I won't I even do the third. Three, you yeah. can't hear level three. If you get to level three, you need to walk out. Right. Do you, th- you think he's a bit of a practical joker, then? I think you? he's uh, pulling people's legs, because they've been asking him for years when you're going to play... get married, and he's just going, oh, here's the answer. Have you ever answer. done that thing when you play tennis and you do a serve <laughs> and, you, and you've just sneaked the apple out of your uh, Tupperware <laughs> thing and you, lo- and you actually serve the apple? Have you ever done that? No, I have Or bowled it at cricket. No. I've done that a few times. I'd not, what if he did that in a, in a, <laughs> oh, in a day for good, wouldn't it? I tell you what I don't like about him. He's he's, he's oh. taken to wearing black socks, black shoes. Right. Oh, I don't like that. And it looks like you know when you get up in the morning, you've got your socks on. Yeah. And nothing yeah. else. It's sort of that kind well, of. That's well, obviously I've got a jama jacket on. It's a bit. It's a bit businessman <laughs> playing away from home. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Wandering around finding our, his yeah, trousers. In the hotel, maybe yeah. under under a white robe from the hotel, but then the black <laughs> socks on underneath. It's that look. Stop that, yeah. Andy, if you're listening. Uh, guess what 240 oh, says? You know, we're talking about books, Frank. On a tangent, what would McGarrett say these days? Kindle him, Dano. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good very point. good point. In fact, all the, all the book-based idioms, I'm yeah. going to throw the Kindle at him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'm still a fan of proper books, paper. I've never gone Kindle. I'm I'm so behind the curve, but it sounds like there's no point in being ahead because you're coming back to the book, aren't you? Well, I think the Kindle wins on every on every account, apart from just the sensory experience of holding slices of paper. Right. Although I did get a paper cut, the first paper cut I've had for months. Oh. So you know, it doesn't come without some uh, pain. Yeah, Gwen definitely. from the Wirral, who's one of our regulars, has revealed her reading matter. Uh, Rewalk bookshelves reveal about a person amongst a great deal of archaeology. Did you say Ewok bookshelves? <laughs> no, I like really. one of those. <laughs> like an Ewok, and then you open the chest out, and the books are the, inside. The nice chest level as well. 
Um, amongst a great deal of archaeology slash history books and the oh. odd Bill Bryson, I've also got two Dactari annuals. Fabulous. Blue Clarence the Cross-Eyed Lion. Don't know what they are. Blue yes, Peter, sir. 1966 to 1970 annuals. The Golden Years. And a book worryingly entitled The Love of Monkeys and Apes. <laughs> OK. Yeah. I'm all right with that. Yeah. There was once a question on the American celebrity squares. They used to have a very camp man who sat in the middle. But that was like the 50s when people didn't really know what camp meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the question was... You know celebrity squares, you get asked questions. Oh, yeah. And the question was, do chimpanzees kiss? And his answer was, yes, very well. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. I think it's time for us to take a little wonder. Okay. You know where. Little wonder Ventum. You know where. laughing at Wanda Ventum. What an excellent reference. Thank you. Don't Anyone care. doesn't know who that is? Me. What do they have to do, Frank? Because you're it. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, good morning, <laughs> Emily, Frank and Alan. Morning. As a recently unemployed may pose an obstacle for a night's move. Keep it light. Person. <laughs> <laughs> that would never be an obstacle. I'd date someone without a job. Yeah, but only because they were so rich they didn't need one. <laughs> well, exactly. Um... I may. I have had the opportunity to spend a substantial amount of time walking around my local area north of Brisbane. Ah, oh, Brizzy. Reflecting on where life... Do you know it well? No, never been there. I've never been there. Uh, reflecting been there. on where life will take me next and enjoying a good audiobook or podcast. This is a solely morning activity as it gets very hot here during the day and the pub is a far better place for afternoon recreation as they have air conditioning and I have nothing better to do. Anyway, on one of my walks, I came across a very tranquil spot by the river and decided to take a moment to sit down. Can I just stop you there? Do you know the Johnny Ray song, The Little White Cloud That Cried, that begins... I went walking down by the river... Does it segue into Goldfinger? (laughs) (laughs) Feeling very sad inside. As I was sitting there, a woman walked past with her dog who proceeded to cock its leg against a post and relieve itself. Well, they shouldn't do that. I hadn't been paying much attention, but I looked up at the sign atop the now-soiled post and, to my great surprise, found that I was sitting in Frank Skinner Park. No. I sincerely hope this is evidence that Australia has taken Frank on board as a national treasure. However, I have to say he doesn't get much mention in the media here. Oh, that's cruel. It's it. No need to bring that up. I don't get much mention in the media here, let's face it. <laughs> Interestingly, there's a Fred Kruger park just down the road also, which may suggest that the local council have been randomly selecting names for parks from IMDb. There's still hope for Emily and Alan, then. Would there be a lot Cheers, of elms? Dan. A lot of elms in the uh, Fred Kruger park. Oh, oh yeah. Um, well, I was. Uh, I saw. I saw this email. Um, Mine would be really boring. <clears throat> what would yours be? But quite safe. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be uh, a lot of health and safety. Um, well, I'd like the Emily Dean Recreation Area. Let's face it. Well, I think we all would. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe pass- just for one night. Only <laughs> pass through those gates. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I, well, I was very excited to uh, read, because I saw this email sort of ahead of time, because it was quite, obviously it's quite mm. a big story. 
Yeah, I was yeah. alerted. It's one of the biggies. Breaking news. I, I, I was on primetime television last night. I'm more excited about having a park in Australia <laughs> with my name in it, if it isn't me. Oh, and uh, um, one of the first what? things... It isn't you. Spoiler alert. No, uh, sorry. Yeah, it, it isn't. I um, And also, I found as I found out, the second I found out, um, the, the post with the name of the park on it was being urinated on. A fabulous example of light and dark in all things. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that woman should have done that. Oh, hang on, it's the dog. Yeah, I think it's... <laughs> let me just... Um, yeah. Well, maybe. I also noticed next to the Frank Skinner Park, yeah. I looked it up, is a thing called the Stephen Lawn Park. Oh. Now, I wouldn't call a park after someone whose name was Lawn. It gets <laughs> so confused. It's like Tina Hobley being in Holby City. Yes. <laughs> I think you've got to have a bit of separation mm. on your concepts. But um, a friend of mine from Australia... Yeah. I texted her immediately. Did you? To say there's, apparently there's a Frank Skinner Park in, um, in is it Brisbane? Brisbane. Yeah, Bris- yeah, Brizzy. What did and, she say? Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you, but first of all, I have something very important to do. Okay. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were just talking off air <laughs> about what our types were. We do talk off air, by the way. Cockerel oh. got me, may I say... Bang on, Cockrell. Yeah. He said, Daniel Craig, spot on. Yeah, but root, so root one. See, Daisy then said... I'm a bit disappointed. OK, let's get to what you said. Daisy then said John Hamm, you know, from Mad Men. Bang on, again. I don't know, John Hamm. Well, that's not on my fault. Very candid, <laughs> so, I bet he's got less than five connections to um, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so Cockrell said, well, you've obviously got a type and proceeded to say what that type was. Yeah, bit, yeah. bit sort of, um, what would you say, square jaw, classic. Yeah, I said classic good looking but with a wide face and body type. That I was about the wide body, but anyway. <laughs> the Max, sh- Max broad, the bro- Frank, yeah, exactly, yeah. Frank then added to this and went, yeah, I know who you'd fancy. The man who played Charlie in Charlie's Angels. Yeah. That's Tom Bosley. No, that's not Tom Bosley. <laughs> OK, who he was, was it? The assist- he, was, he was the silver-haired man who was um, <laughs> married to Crystal as well in Dynasty. What a 90-year-old Spanish man. Ricardo Montalban or whatever his name is. No, he wasn't called that. Wasn't he called John something? I don't know why anybody's looking at me for this. I don't remember names from actors in programmes 40 years ago. Blake Carrington, yeah, that's it. We got there. Oh, Your first guest was David Gandhi. And Emily said no. Anyway, anyway, just, um, I don't fancy Blake Carrington, just to clear that up. Okay. Uh, we're still an email corner. I just oh, like actually, Frank had done a cliffhanger, hadn't he? With his, oh yeah, uh, you had Frank texting of the Australian friends. If they temporarily brought park. back um, slavery, and I had David Gandhi as my personal manservant, <laughs> does it mean if I left him in the cloakroom at a posh hotel, as I went, I could say to the woman, Mahatma Gandhi? <laughs> okay. I have to say, Lovely. when you began that, the producer immediately put her head in her hands. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you said slavery, Wait, it was it, just a... I think one can oh. talk about a return to uh, slavery without getting nostalgic. I'm, so, I'm talking about, obviously, it was just for the purposes of one beautiful man to well, be constantly by side. I'm glad there's been something more upsetting than me fancying Blake Carrington <laughs> this morning. Anyway, well, it's still early, yeah. <laughs> this is... Uh, I, when I found out about Frank Skinner Park, I, um, it was not um, uh, that sort of half-Korean bloke who lives in the apartment across the way. Frank Skinner Park is a, is a place in, gone again. Uh, in Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I t- immediately texted my friend Janet McLeod, who lives in Melbourne, Australia, oh, yeah. in St Kilda. Oh, yeah. And um, she said, Frank, while you were slumbering, I've been finding out more about the man commemorated by the Frank Skinner Park in oh. Queensland. 
Mr Skinner was referred to as the father of soil conservation. Oh, lovely. Excellent. Oh, God. If you head to YouTube, I've struck gold. There's a 1956 Department of Agriculture film with the wonderful title Soil is Your Future, which Mr Skinner wrote and appeared in, although a non-speaking role. So um, I'm, I'm recommending that for a, for a yeah. watch. You know, some people say, oh, have you seen that thing in YouTube where a fat bloke falls off a horse and, uh-huh. and lands on a kestrel? Well, I'm saying, read this about your, the future is... Uh, Sounds to me like um, rather than being a national treasure in Australia, your name is Dirt. That's uh, that's not soil. My name is Dirt Bogart, they call me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just been passed a note by um, by Daisy that said, why do you only call me when you're high? And I thought, is this was this meant for me? And I only get a text you think it's not meant for me, but I'm, I'm realising she's <laughs> telling me to hurry up and play the next track. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We're, we're still in email corner, am I right? And thinking we've yeah. moved on yeah. from we Frank Skinner Park. Hi, Frank, Emily, and the Cockerel. Frank, as a fellow fan of Merlin, I am keen to know <laughs> your opinion of the new BBC drama, The Musketeers. Oh. Much the same vein. I know Emily will not approve. Also, as a fellow Scot, I'd like to hear more of Alan's stories about his mum. She sounds hilarious. And I think that Emily Dean should start doing stand-up and perhaps her own tour. That's a great idea, can I just say. Yeah. I'll be your support act. <laughs> the dressing room I will have... It'll have a different rider from... What would I do on the road for food? What would I do if I went to Birmingham and I needed macrobiotic couscous? <laughs> well, Can't get that at 11pm. No. Um, I think... Or you just... There's a local delivery company called Dr Couscous. <laughs> Dr... Dr. Couscous. <laughs> I'm too scared anyway. I haven't got your uh, regional reserves of strength, you two. I'm a southern Southern. Is that softy. where we get them? Yeah. Oh, there are some southern comedians now. Yeah, they're not as good as you two. Well, they're scratching they? a living, but they're, you know, they're at it. They're not as good as you two. I think it's, I, I would love to see your stand up <laughs> act. Maybe we could tour this show. Yeah. yeah, do you know what my stand-up... Imagine me coming on with my first bit as observational comedy. You know when you're sitting in BA in first class? Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, but I think... It would just be called, oh, no, you don't. Yeah, people would be fine with that, though, wouldn't they? That's what you they want. You should call it, oh, no, you don't. That's a good title. Yeah, the oh, no, you don't show. <laughs> um, oh, no, you don't show is what the problem with it. sounds like you don't, the things. Yeah. So, uh, no, I'd very... I'd pay to see... Uh, Emily, um, yeah, but we're talking up. about stand-up, darling. Oh. No, I, no, I would definitely. <laughs> I think you could do it, but um, it's tricky. Mm. I'm not. I'm not pretending it isn't. It can no. be tricky. I. Uh, what about if we two at this show and just sat on stage <laughs> and talked about the news and things that had happened in our lives? We could just like really swear. Imagine if we could really swear and, oh. and say filthy stuff. Got it. Yeah. Like when when the uh, songs are on. Absolute filth. Yeah. And I tell the truth about my love life. Yeah. Mm. I'll have to check my diary. I think it might clash with my hosting of Absolute Legend, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll check. I'm not sure on the dates yet. We're still firming them up. Yeah, yeah well, I've still got my uh, Absolute Twenties. <laughs> Can I also Stop. say to Reese, re uh, The Musketeers, I didn't watch that. I saw someone in a leather hat and a moustache, and I almost vomited. <laughs> and Was I it just... Joe Boxers? <laughs> I, uh, I thought I, I can't. There's no. There's no place for me here. I um, I haven't seen it. I really want to see. It. I f- I feel I like it, but I, I've got it on my uh, my Sky Doodah. I uh, but I've I, seen I'm it. interested that it's called the Musketeers. Yes. There's mm. obviously think if somebody drops out, we can still continue with this. If we call it the three, then it gets difficult. Well, I think 
I mean, I, I think it's based on the books, isn't it? And in the books, I'm I guessing think, it's based on the books. I think it's it's written from the perspective of one of them. So I think the books are called the Three Musketeers, but one of them is writing about the other three. So they're technically a four. Oh. Does that make sense? It should have been called have the I other three musketeers. Yes, exactly. I, I may have got that wrong. It should be about people that work in the perfume industry, isn't it? If the, if the, well, if yeah. Musketeers. Musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> people on the counter in like, boots. You know, like chocolatier. <laughs> You know, you know the art of the chocolatier. What about the four, cho- the three chocolatiers? Would you go and watch that? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's a pity. I've got tickets. <laughs> oh God, I thought everyone would be really pleased about it. Oh. Skinner, Dean, and Cochran together, the Frank Skinner Show. I am Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 81215. Follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Or you can email us through the Absolute Radio webby. I like the way you merged words there so it sounded like Siam Frank Skinner. I was thinking, either. Interesting. Um, King of Siam. That's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. James Uh, Watanar. David (laughs) Baddiel's brother. Um, Ivor Baddiel oh, yeah. pa- pointed out that when when James Watanar, the snooker player, played, it says underneath James Watanar, Thailand. So it just says Watanar, Thailand. And if Thailand hadn't changed its name mm. and it was still Siam, yeah. instead mm-hmm. of Watanar, Thailand, it would mm. say Watanar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fill in the blanks there. Yeah. That was Ivor Baddiel. A bit of uh, Southeast Asian wordplay there on Absolute Radio. Requires <laughs> 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 knowledge of uh, old capitals. But uh, in keeping with that, we need to uh, we need to move on to another like wide appeal topic. What uh, in keeping? Did you say? In keeping, yeah. <laughs> it's popular, but it's a it's a big job, you know. I mean, you think it's easy, but you're up quite late after everyone's gone home. True. And you true. have to wear a leather tabard style apron. I find. Yeah, and, mm. and you have to be an alcoholic. I think, yeah. <laughs> if I remember rightly. <laughs> Text in on eight twelve fifteen. You don't um, have to be, but it helps. Right. I think uh, I think we've got some new rap style beef to discover <laughs> on uh, on on the uh, on the wider media. Okay, Martin Shaw, the actor of uh, oh, judged think- on John Deed and the Professionals fame. Oh yeah. And he may have done a programme called Always and Everyone, which I appeared in as Jason the Asthmatic. Oh, he did that? Well, he did The Professionals, which I appeared in as Frightened Child. Oh, all right. Mm. <laughs> and okay. he once played, uh, he on, once played Elvis Presley in a play I went to see. Uh-huh. Oh. I like have that you you've got the worst him? connection. I don't think I've ever worked with Martin Shaw. No. And oh. I've been saying for three years you've worked with them all, and yeah. finally we've found... We've trumped you. No, I you're right. Shaw's trumped you. Um... Martin Shaw has had a right old go at uh, Vorders, Carol yeah. Vorders. Oh, no. He's not had a right old go, he's had a respectful go. And uh, she, I'd say she's virtually friend of the show. She's talking about yes. flying around the world solo. She's just recently passed her pilot's no licence. flying nothing. Mm. Yeah, just, <laughs> just flapping her arms. doing it, the whole thing, I'm just bustling enthusiasm. <laughs> just on a, just using a wrap dress. Just love of life. She just have the wrap dress to That's what going. powers Carol, love of life. <laughs> I love orders. I'll never forget that night we had with the Rolling Stones. Um, yeah, anyway. Well, there's a story. Uh, <laughs> Martin Shaw has been flying for 22 years, and uh, he, he, he blasted her um, ambition as insane. 
and uh, said, "You're reading this, by any chance?" <laughs> the bit that I really <laughs> like is uh, is the um, is it uh, what's the uh, is it tamesis when you put a comma and then another phrase in in a sentence? Oh. Parenthesis. The commas for parenthesis. Yeah. Carol, I think has only just learned to fly. That's, I really like that, rather than... I think Carol has only just learned to fly. You know, Carol, an actor, I think, though, you know, has only just learned yeah, to fly. Yeah. He enjoys language. If she's going to do it solo, you have to admire the bravery, but it's insanity, he said. And he said, I don't want to be the spectre at the feast or a wet blanket <laughs> on her sense of courage. Also, I've been flying for 22 years. Well, you go, then. Not, there's well, not a queue. Just, just go. Can we return to spectre at the feast? <laughs> yes, we can. Discuss. Well, it means he doesn't want to turn up in a grey afro with a revolver. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he's getting at. No, it's a, it's a, it's a um, it's, it's a, a he's referring reference. to the yes to the Scottish play. Yes, yes. When, but um, it doesn't I quite love that work. He makes that reference doesn't quite yes. work unless Carol Vorderman had murdered Martin Shaw. Yeah. Earlier, and then he's returned with his also, wounds still Frank, he was seeping. Doing well, with that literary reference, and then he ruined it. Got greedy, and then he mixed his metaphors with the wet blanket. Yeah, because he then said, "Nor the wet blanket on her courage." Yeah. Yes. No, you can't just leave it at the at the spectre. You were doing yeah. really well with spectre, and now you've it's it's just vaulting ambition. The, the wet come blanket unstuck. on the fire of her courage would have perhaps worked because you could put a wet. On Are the, you the, on the chip pan on the chip pan of her courage? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I like that. I imagine that her, her, her courage is a bit like a chip pan. <laughs> it's a little bit too hot. You know, and you have to get it a little bit too hot. I find whenever she's... Uh, you need a wet blanket. I'm ready to throw over it, should it mm -hmm. suddenly um, burst into flames. <laughs> uh, consonant, please, Carol. <laughs> this is... Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So we were talking about the spectre at the feast. Yes, Martin. Uh, Martin, Martin Shaw. Shaw. I mean, old colleague of mine and Emily's. Yeah. <laughs> However okay. brief. And in the West End, that he's in. Uh, he's in Twelve Angry Men. Is he? Not Is every. It? Not every night. <laughs> but uh, if you can catch him. <laughs> don't promote the man. Don't promote the man after his outburst at borders. I know it's a bit harsh, but you know he's concerned for her safety ultimately. Is I he? think now she's so. I mean, she's so pneumatic. You know, I mean, that is her brand now, isn't it? She loves her curves, Carol. Yeah, she I does. I think if she fell out of an aeroplane, it wouldn't do any real damage. <laughs> <laughs> I think she just looks so, you know... So Pneumatic. That you okay. just you know, when you see um, a, a burglar being pursued by a police dog in training, oh, and, they have, and they, have, yeah. like, they have the oh, padded yeah, yeah. arm, they have yeah. the padded forearm that they have to go for... <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Um, I, I feel that 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 is sort of that Carol has taken that on as a general exterior. Mm. I don't think she could come any, to, into any real harm. Well, that sounds good. Don't get me wrong. Well, I, I think, think she, she looks, looks fabulous. I think she looks absolutely okay, fabulous. I'm a big fan of pneumatic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Frank, wouldn't you rather, if you had the choice of what is she a physics graduate? I believe. Oh, she, uh, maths. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think, think it's physics. I think she got a third. It doesn't matter what Rachel, the grade is. Rachel Riley. I once <laughs> someone I was with Rachel Riley and doing a show, and someone said, "What? What did you get?" Um, mm. I think she went to Oxford or something doing mm. maths, and mm. she said, "I got two one." They went, oh, "I only got two one." She said, Car "Carol Vorderman only got a third. Oh. And that anecdote tells so much about Rachel Riley. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, um, but, but also maybe a bit, it's people a bit, that a like IQ tests. 
Yes. Do you think? Yeah. I think you'll find the greatest Vorders, achievement. I think you'll find Vorders is immense. Oh, is she? Oh. Okay, I still love Vorders. But <laughs> all think... I'm saying, Frank, is she's something like physics graduate, third, two, one, whatever. Mm-hmm. What did we used to call it? Douglas. That's what we called it. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, she's in Mensa, but the first three letters are in bold print. <laughs> it's a sort Would of you a rather a physics saucy... graduate fly, flying you or an old actor with a hat? Well, look. He's been flying <laughs> for 20 years. Well, look. Well, look. You know, when we were talking about our types mm. before, I have to say, if I had to identify what would be my type... Yeah. I, I do like the uh, the female aviator. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's very really? you. You know the early female aviation pioneers, Amelia Earhart, <laughs> Amy Johnson? They're always hot to trot. They're sort of like... Hot sh- to trot? Yeah, they're sort of short-haired. We're taking you know. on the language of the 1940s for this. <laughs> barely, <laughs> no, he's got websites. Barely hot. legal, 1920s <laughs> hotties. <laughs> no, honestly, they look, um, they look fab, those... Uh, Oh, in the flying jacket and the jodhpurs. Is this a leather thing? Is it a leather thing? Oh, here we go, short hair. It's the old orange is the new black thing. I think it's, you know, they're they're like action. And they've always got that far away look in their eyes. He likes Lola Bard. Looking where they're going, aren't they? You should have a look. Amy Johnson, Amelia Earhart. Amy Johnson. far away look in their eyes because they're all on lithium and things. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, I I don't mind that either. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Can we talk about me? Is it me time yet? Thank you. Oh, I think um, so, <laughs> I did... Uh, you're not the only one who's done some performing this week, Frank Skinner. I did a little bit myself. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with Russell Kane. He was doing um, a podcast in front of an audience okay. at London Theatre. And it was a bit sort of um, question-timey, but a bit of popular culture. So we covered topical. everything. Yeah, oh, topical. Oh, okay. Topicality was all over the shop. Um, and I was showing a dressing room with Russell and two other comics. Okay. Are they going to remain nameless? Is that part No, we of can this? name them. One that's is... going to make their career very difficult. <laughs> Let's name them. One was called Stephen Grant. Mm-hmm. You familiar with his work? Yeah. Another one was called Omar. He's Don't. supporting Russell at the moment. Don't know Omar. Um, lovely chaps, but... Do I want to really be sharing a dressing room with them? No. It depends whether you were uh, dressing or not. Although I call it a dressing room, I've never actually dressed, I don't think, in a, in a comedy dressing room. I have. Room. I, have yeah. I don't mind. I've shared, I've shared with Russell, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I've seen everything. He's seen everything. Really? We've Is that true? No, we've got no problems there. Blimey. Um, Is that why you were seeing everything? Did one of you think you had problems there? <laughs> <laughs> and you had to say, look, I'm not qualified for this, but I'll have a look anyway. This dressing room, it was a tight fit. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It was very tight. You couldn't. I mean, you couldn't swing a. You couldn't swing a cranky in there. When you got out of it, was it on a different floor? <laughs> right, carry on. <laughs> we um. Anyway, so we're all sitting there. There's only two chairs as well, so that's oh. awkward for a start. Oh, Who's yeah. going to take the two chairs? Because you need to sit in for the the you know socks and shoes thing. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't need it. I've got a three foot uh, shoehorn. No. Well, so I, I can put them on standing up. Mm-hmm. You don't share, I'm sure, you boys, because you're at the peak of your careers, but... And nor does oh, Russell I normally, I have that. to say. No, but I in this still, instance, he was it, slumming it for us. You still end up in shared I, remember, okay. I, I must have told you about when I shared with Flatley. <laughs> <laughs> no, funnily enough, I might have remembered that. Yeah, when I, I did the Royal Variety performance, there was me and there was about five of us, Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price... 
mm-hmm. who was playing, who was on to do Fagin in yeah. the, oh, yeah. the big musical number. He um, he had a special. Uh, he sort of curtained off his own little area in the corner. Using what? Using curtain, which he brought, he brought with curtain. him. He brought, no. he brought, he brought a separating curtain. So just that he a could couple do his makeup and get into character. How did he get, were they hung up there? Gaffer tape? Or did he have a couple of Wimbledon ball boys just <laughs> holding it up like a towel like while, while, while they changed their They were like on a, on a screen. <laughs> and he, so, that, so he was in one corner, so that was... And then there was, I think, Jim Tavaray was in there, um, and a couple of other people. Can I say and, this sounds like a horror walkthrough where you go into various <laughs> rooms and yeah, get well, terrified? Then, and Flatley was in there, Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance. Was he torso out? Worked with um, them all, Lenny. Worked with them all, except Martin Shaw. He, um, <laughs> and he, I must have told you this, he held a can of... Um, oh, I'm so relieved what you said. An aerosol can of hair lacquer in each hand yes. and fired uh, from both sides. He, he did a double... His hands, um, you know, he did, he did a two-gun thing at his hair. I love him for that. So he, fight, he basically emptied two cans of aerosol simultaneously into his hair. And we had to we had to go and get changed in the dressing room because we had, we couldn't breathe. I, I suspect <laughs> Jonathan, like- Jonathan Price was slumped <laughs> over his makeup tray <laughs> behind the curtains. Were you like Shirley Eaton afterwards? Oh. Google it. Gold. Um, yeah, very good. Now we had to get out, and that was uh, so. You know, so then it was it was a health hazard sharing the dressing room. Well, it's interesting you should say that, Frank Skinner, because. These boys, one of the boys, I'm going to leave it nameless, this uh-huh. crime. It's a bit like with that um, Quentin Tarantino screenplay when he wouldn't say exactly who'd done it, yes. who'd oh, leaked yes. the screenplay. One of the boys got out some very spicy chicken. Yum. Okay. And I think that's inappropriate. Jerk. In, <laughs> 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 In that confined space. Where are you when I need you? And the smell was quite overwhelming. Yeah. Another one of the boys... Can I say Russell's in the clear? Yeah, okay. Um, got out some extremely spicy and smelly couscous. Blimey. I couldn't breathe. These guys are having a picnic. That's when you want a bit of a bottle of ammonium hydroxide in your uh, handbag. <laughs> well, do you know what I did? And I'm very interested in your Flatley story. I did a Flatley. Oh, did you? Oh. How I first responded to Just the all food. over their food? Did you just spray no. it? I responded initially in quite a passive-aggressive way. I went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Although that could have been anything. It could have. Um, could have been someone saying, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I went, no. <"Ow!" laughs> they didn't respond to that. So I had to bring out the big guns. Didn't have two cans. I had one can. I said, no one minds, do they? Shh. Like properly cabin crew entering Australia. I did a total flatly on yeah. them. Um, they didn't say anything because I think they were embarrassed about the chicken couscous. Yeah, but that chicken must have been covered in toxins. Yes, I hope so. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do hope so. You did the right thing. But what's the etiquette? I think you'd have been... Do you eat in a dressing room with other people? Yeah. Do I, you? I, I, I would. Yeah. yeah, I would, but not. Um, yeah, I would. <laughs> to hell with them. <laughs> I, I enjoyed taunting. I, I used to do like you know you do like corporate gigs. I, this used to be one of my favourite things when I share. People are saying, "Oh God, it looks. I don't like the way this is. The crowd seem a bit drunk." And I say, yeah, but you know, two grand's two grand. <laughs> when I was getting about three hundred, <laughs> just to see them, uh, and then off, then you see them on the phone after to their agents. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. So that wasn't the only thing I did this week. We're still on me, just FYI. All right. Um, I well, 
I ran into a friend of the show actually this week. Oh, mm. do you want the Chris jingle? Herman? Um, are we going to play a guessing game? I'll do. Play friend oh. of the show. Yeah, very good. I'll I'll set the scene for you first. I was at an install beauty event. Okay. I know you love a beauty Lovely. event, Frank. It's a beauty event, really. It just It's just full of beautiful people. It just, what do they do? What do, we do is we what? invite all the lovely beauty companies mm-hmm. and so uh, awards are given for the best, and... yeah. Okay. Nice. And it's presided over and presented by... I'm going to call him London's best-looking man. So would it say stuff like best best rouge Yeah, no, the not, year? No, because it's not 1952. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Best compact. No, but you're on the right line. Best. <laughs> yes. Best, best fastening best compact. <laughs> That'd be a good oh, one. Oh, I so wish you two had got the gig to do the best the beauty awards. I would have loved that. Best rouge. Um, that's sort. You're on the right line, darlings. Yeah. Blusher of the year. Yeah, blusher of the year. Exactly. Her presenting blusher of the year was London's best looking man, uh, George Lamb, who's actually a friend of mine. Yes. I'll go yeah. acquaintance. He's too good looking to be friends with. Was he hosting the whole awards or just that blusher of the year? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hosting the whole awards. Right. Okay. Alan's trying to work out his fee. No, no. Um, gorgeous, though. It's so gorgeous. It's very yes. difficult. You can't be too good friends with someone like that. They make me tense. Do you yes. understand? Yes, oh, yes. I just think, what if something happens to the face in the uh, in the car? In the car journey, <laughs> you can't I can't go anywhere. It. I can't. You can't go anywhere <laughs> with them. Obviously, I can't help thinking that you and I are very good <laughs> friends. <so. laughs> You're absolutely fine with that. No stress whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No, but there's you, and you have a tremendous inner beauty, and yes. some external beauty as well. How's it going? How's yeah. it going? Mm. But George Lamb is. I'm just trying to think of a you stroke lamb. Tom. You know what? Oh, I'm just... <laughs> there you go. I would say you are. If if George Lamb is a sort of Ming vase. Yes. You're more of a. I'm Ming a... the Mighty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, he's a handsome man. I agree with. He's a handsome lamb. But it does make it does make me tense. <laughs> so we're pre- he's presenting the awards in the hotel. We said, oh, he said we decided to go for a drink and meet mm. my friend Scouse Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, oh well, I've got a car. We'll go together. So, of course, I, it comes down to the lobby. We leave together. These women see me leaving the hotel with George Lamb. Oh, oh the, I've never been hissed at like it. Really? It doesn't bring out the best in the, in the females. They don't like it. No. I felt like Lee Ryan leaving the Big Brother house. The no- <laughs> some of the noise is coming my way. So we leave, get into the car, go and meet Scouts. Hold it, hold it. What's the car like? <laughs> What's the car like? I imagine La- Lamo drives a sports car. I've never, <laughs> never heard you ask a question about well, a car I, I in no your life. Well, I to cars. Alan Partridge. Well, was it a Vauxhall Insignia, or no, are we talking uh, no, BMW 7 Series? What's he driving these days? No, but don't you imagine... <laughs> What's he, become of you? He might drive a Cadillac with cow horns on this <laughs> one. <laughs> Why? Because he's so good-looking. Yeah, I just... Is, is, was it a flash car? Well, you might have to wait to find out. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're about to get into the car and, uh, and Frank was guessing what it was, and you were about to say what it was, but you wouldn't say it. So I, th- I think you were worried about a spoiler alert. If you'll well, forgive the pun, was I'm it afraid... a Lamborghini? No, Lamborghini. George doesn't drive that. <laughs> a George Lamborghini? Was he no. driving or was he passengering? <laughs> We were being driven. Oh, right. well, that changes everything. Changes everything. He's in the back of the car with you like a lamb to the slaughter. <laughs> I imagine oh, you wish. J- jumping into a convertible without opening the door. Do you know what I mean? Like Do you know that? what I did getting into the nice. car with George Lamb? Opened every window, freezing. I just want everyone to see me. <laughs> every- uh, I want everyone to see me. Oh, I thought you open meant the windows, really open stank. the windows immediately. Hi. I was thinking he must be honking in there. No, he's what? very fragrant. Don't you say a word against him. <laughs> Don't you dare. All right. Um, 
Oh, the, the handsomeness. I feel ill thinking about how handsome he is. Mm-hmm. I, he look, makes David Beckham look like John Sargent. That's wow. how good looking he is. Anyway. Okay. So I'm having... How does he do that? Acid. <laughs> <laughs> Papier mâché. <laughs> I'm having the steak with George Lamb. That seems uh, tautology. <laughs> <laughs> and who should wander over to talk to Scouse Tony, who's sitting with us? But uh, Pat Butcher. No. A friend of the show. Yeah. Oh. It's not Peter the Wild. Emma Newman. <laughs> Tracy Emin. Oh. No. Yeah. You weren't everywhere. the only one who'd had a sighting. She's everywhere. So we start talking. I thought, how am I going to drop this in? I need her to know it's me. Because <laughs> I yeah. really need to get my... Of course. I managed to. I did it quite discreetly. I didn't embarrass myself. I kept saying, oh... We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> well, I better not tell you then. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have said South Bank, Frank. I might have said, oh, you're Emily. You started going, oh. it's pig <laughs> 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 I've never. When she said, "You're Emily," give me a hug. We had a big hug. We oh. embraced. I've never been so happy in my life. I wanted to get her to sign something for me, and I thought, "Oh, that would be letting the side down." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a nice chat. And she did say to me, Frank, that she'd had an issue with getting through to us because we didn't believe it was her. Sometimes. No, that was true. So remember, we've invented. We thought, we thought it was a hoax. She looked at George. She said, "Is that your boyfriend?" Oh, I've never been so Good happy. Call. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> 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 she says all the Did right you things. you say, uh, I can't, can't hear you. Can you uh, speak up? <laughs> Loads. Could you speak really loudly when you ask me I laughed so hysterically. Oh. I went... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I met Tracy, and she was every bit as lovely as I imagined. I, mm. I adore her. And mm. that was it. So we've got a code word, which I'll, I won't say now. I'll obviously tell you off air. Oh, OK. Should she text in? Okay. Oh, OK. OK. Nice. Is it Nugget? That's really, <laughs> really going to confuse things, isn't it? No, it's not. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're near to the end of the show. We'd like to sort of we? put a put a bow on some of the things oh, that we've had as running on. theories. Uh, we've had a text from four oh nine. I mm. think I think this is uh, important information. The Lord of the Rings was never intended to be released in three instalments, but due to the paper shortage, the publishers forced Tolkien to do it that way. He was particularly miffed that the third instalment was named The Return of the King because he thought it gave the ending away. He wanted to he wanted it to be called The War of the Rings. Like Death in Venice, I've always thought. Maybe. <laughs> P.S. Frank, I mentioned in your second book, Shoney. I don't know. Oh. I don't know who Shoney is, but yeah, I must have a think about that. So I was right that it isn't a trilogy. It isn't a trilogy. Okay, I just thought you. you'd like. Thanks the, uh, very much. Knowledge there. <laughs> no, oh. it's good. Good knowledge. Tracy's just texted in. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I don't. Trace. I don't know if I did this. Hi, Emily. I can't believe I've forgotten what the code word was. <laughs> but I did say two down, one to go, meaning me and Frank. And I asked why Alan is Alan and not Alan, and you said. He's not the funny one. I was talking about myself there, Alan. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't think I did say that. What? <laughs> Tracy, oh. just FYI, I can read that. I, like, you know, I can read that. I Trace, I didn't say that. Maybe I did, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, you were a bit... You'd gone a bit giggly. Yes. At, yes. I'd gone a bit heady and a bit arrogant. Yeah, that's fine. And I made a joke at your expense. I'm going to allow that, that's fine. Is that OK? It's fine. Trace has exposed me. You were trying to impress George and Tracy. It was yeah. like a what, double whammy. Tracy's done his throwing a grenade <laughs> into the centre of the radio. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. I we better go to email corner for a close game. <laughs> I'm going to press the... Um... Email corner. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I think, um, who should read this? Oh, not the funny one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh dear, here we're gonna go. I, <laughs> it's gonna be not the funny one in quotes and then yeah, throws yeah. the M in underneath. I'm gonna put that yeah, on my I was Edinburgh poster. about me and clearly I'm not as funny as you. Has that gone down alright? It's fine. Okay. Hi Frank, Emily and Alan. I'm a Japanese long-time reader, brackets listener and second-time writer. Last week you were talking about microwaves. Frank seems to have a problem with it smelling fish and chemicals. Uh, yes, that's true. That's when I did my kippers. Yes, we've yeah. both had kipper problems, haven't we? Yes. At various points. <laughs> yes, um, we have. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a draw, isn't it? It's uh, a kipper tie, if you will. Um, that's a man in Birmingham ordering a cup of tea. Cup of tie. Kipper tie. Yes. Very Carry good. on. Use lemon. It gives you a surprise. Cut a lemon half and heat them in the microwave for a couple of minutes without plastic film. You will find the bad smell has gone, and also you can clean the microwave itself by using the lemons. You should use lemon skin if you want to get it really clean. Really? Stains also will disappear. You can use orange if you like. Please do try from KO. The trouble is if I use lemon, it means I'll only be able to clean my microwave on pancake day. Yeah. This yeah. is the only time I ever have lemons in the house. Yeah, what, what if you want to clean your microwave of lemon smell? Do you just brush a kipper in there? Might be, that could be fun. Mm. What about when I texted Frank on his birthday and I said, hope you have a lovely kipper-free day and he said, thank you, I'm afraid I can't promise that. <laughs> no, true enough, I did. But that, I, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll get some lemons. Yeah. I, I, what I like to do is, to, you know the little, the little pointy wart thing on the end? I like to cut that off and use it as mock acne. <laughs> put it on the back of my neck you must have done that oh. and of course you can use lemon juice for, to, for secret handwriting yeah why wouldn't you that's very useful at your age <laughs> I'm just trying to uh, I'm just trying to take Alan's mind off uh, he's not the funny try, try, try to see dobbing you in I think we used to call it at school anyway look the good lord spares us and the creeks don't rise and Alan doesn't walk we'll be back again <laughs> this time next week now get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.